The 2011 National Draft was one of the first really big nights in the Giants' history. With 11 of the first 15 picks, the Giants brought together a bunch of scrawny teenage boys who would form a major part of their original AFL squad. They moved from their homes around Australia to Sydney, where it was up to them and a handful of other pre-draft recruits and coaches to get the league's 18th team on its feet. Almost eight years later, ten of those originals remain at the Giants, having helped steer the club through some bumpy times and through some much better times. Award-winning journalist Emma Quayle has caught up with each of them to talk about their individual journey as a Giant and what they've seen happen to their team in that time. Pick number one, GWS Giants. Player number... 212815, the number one draft pick. Congratulations to Jonathan Patton, Eastern Rangers, Scoresby. Welcome along, John Patton. So you're down in history as the Giants' first ever number, or first ever draft pick, really, which I guess it was an interesting year for you coming through because the Giants had so many early picks. Um, by the time you sort of established yourself that year, it was, it was probably pretty clear where you were going to end up. Did you feel like that as the season unfolded? Yeah, definitely. I think um, after like uh, the championships um, for Vic Metro, um, Stephen Silvani and Craig Lambert came around to my house and pretty much just said that well, we're going to draft you. At that stage, I had the top three picks, so they said we'll draft you in the top three. Um, so you knew that far out? Yeah, I did. Yeah, um, which was... Uh, like a bit of a relief somewhat I guess but at the same time um, it didn't really change my mindset playing the rest of the year out um, but yeah it was um, a bit different to a couple of other friends that I had in the draft that you know they only found out where they were going to play on draft night so I kind of had you know probably like five months to sort of get my head around it. Yeah did it really not affect the way that you played out the year sort of knowing what the result was going to be? No not really because um, I was trying to get our teams to play some finals so I was just trying to do that, and, and when you're young, I guess you don't really think about, well, I wasn't really thinking about too much stuff externally, especially that I had that pressure off my shoulders, but knowing that I was going to get drafted anyway, so, um, but yeah, it was a bit, bit weird going into games knowing that, you know, oh, okay, I'm going to be a top three pick, yep. but um, yeah, I guess you could say it, was a, it took a bit of stress off my shoulders. Did it matter to you whether you were one, two, or three at all? Um, I didn't really matter, but like I, I did set myself a goal at the start of the year to be the number one pick of yep. my draft year, so... Um. Yeah, I only found that out um, on draft night before the draft. Sauce told me. Oh, really? Yeah. So, oh, okay. So, what did you do? Just catch up with you before it? Yeah, I just caught up with um, him, uh, myself and my manager, and he just um, pretty much asked me if I wanted to be the first pick, and I was like, um, Yeah, okay. I think it's like a ten grand bonus. So I was like, <laughs> I'm not going to turn down <laughs> yeah, that. <of> course. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So uh, he just said, you know, obviously being a key forward, it's going to take you a bit longer to develop. Um, so it's up to you if you want to be the first pick. And I, of course, I said yes. Yeah. I wonder what would happen if you said no. No, oh, no. no thanks. Like, <laughs> out of two or three. I would, have asked, I would have asked Cogs for some money. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's interesting because, oh, no, we've probably seen it over the last 10 years or so, but, like, the attention that's put on the number one pick externally, like, in the media and by supporters and all the rest of it, is so much different to number two or number three. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, well, I was a bit, a bit different being up in, in Sydney. I guess you, you get away from it quite a bit, especially with so many other high draft picks and other number one picks. Um, whereas, you know, if you get drafted to a Melbourne club and you're supposed to be the the, the saviour... And they're down the bottom. Yeah, and, yeah, there's a lot of pressure. Yeah, yeah, you did sort of avoid that, mm, yeah, didn't you? Yeah. Did you know that at the time 
be number one wasn't sort of the same. I don't know, the same big deal it would have been had you been going to Carlton or I don't know who else was yeah. at the bottom of that stage. But Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, just, just the fact that, you know, there were so many other good players that got drafted as well. And, um, yeah, and obviously um, I was injured in my first couple of years, so I guess that kind of was somewhat of an excuse for, I guess, the media or whoever to sort of say, you know, put me out there. But, um, yeah, looking back, you know, it's um, if I had to go draft to a Melbourne club or somewhere else, it was... Yeah, you, you get a lot more scrutiny. Yeah. Would you still have wanted it, though? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah for sure. I mean, um, why wouldn't you? Know, you know, yeah. if you set out goals and, and you know, you've reached it, you know, it's a pretty stupid standard. Yeah, exactly. Why was it a goal, do you think, other than the 10K? Um, <laughs> no, well, I didn't even know that until I got drafted. But, um, no, it was... Um, I don't know, I think it was just at the end of my top age year when I was 17, um, I won, like, a scholarship award, which was given out for, like, the best young player in the in the country so I thought okay well it's probably realistic if I do set myself that that goal um and then speaking to my manager as well and he said um yeah you know you like if the draft was right now you'd be like top top three probably so um I just said why not I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna aim to be the third pick or the second pick I'll, I'll try and go for first just try and be the best yeah 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 okay how did the idea of Playing for the Giants and moving up to Sydney when it was a brand new club appealed to you when they when they came to you in the middle of the year and said that they were going to pick you. Was it, um, yeah, I don't know. Was it an exciting thing to think about, or yeah. was it, a, a, yeah, something a bit different? Given that most kids grow up, or you would have grown up, wanting to play for all these other teams, and then this brand new one comes along. Yeah, yeah. No, I I wanted to um, well because I'm. I knew that the Giants had the top three picks, so um, sort of when I set that goal being the number one pick, obviously I knew that the Giants were going to have that number one yeah. pick. So, um, and plus I had a lot of friends already up here um, through that I had, that I went with the um, AIS with, and um, and yeah, I just I kind of I, I always felt like excited by the prospect of coming up to Sydney and um, just trying something new and. Um, and yeah, so I kind of like I said, I had a lot of time to get my head around it. Um, but yeah, I guess it was. It's a bit different, you know. Looking back, if I had have gotten drafted, I think Port Adelaide would have had the first pick that year if the Giants, um, oh, yeah. if the Giants went in the league. So, um, yeah. So I couldn't imagine myself living in Adelaide. So yeah. um, it's diff- it's funny to think back and 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 see, you know, what if I went to another club or this and that. But um, yeah, yeah. Or what if you'd stay at home? Or yeah, if, but, yeah. Yeah, extremely happy that um, I'm here. That's worked out okay. Yeah. Yep. What about? Tell me about the injury when you came up, because you had a knee injury, didn't you, yeah. um, when you got drafted. Did that sort of kick in by the end of the of your draft year? Yeah, yeah, that would probably kick in. Probably, uh, I was actually carrying it for most of that year. Yep. Um, and then it got, um, being like young and, and just being a junior and not really knowing your body, you kind of just think it's like a little niggle. Yep. Um, and then as the year went on, it sort of got worse and worse. And then, um, yes, yeah, so I um, Obviously, when he when he told me they were going to draft me, he said, "Oh, don't worry about doing the draft camp. Like, you, yep. you go, but don't worry about running or doing anything." Yeah. So then, um, got my knee scanned and everything, and then we found out, yeah, there was tendonitis in there. So, um, so then once I got drafted, um, I think the second week I was up here, I got sent to Sweden with one of our physios to um, to see a surgeon over there, and um, so yeah, I got a, I got a, I got a trip out of that, which was which was pretty cool seeing another <laughs> country. Too. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was just a really minor, like little operation. It was just keyhole, so I was awake during it. 
Um, oh, and really? What was that like? Yeah, oh, it was a bit weird, yeah. It was, I yeah think it was, just watching it? Yeah, there's a photo, actually. I'm drinking a can of Coke. One of the nurses got me a can of Coke during it, so it was um, it was a bit of a weird experience, but it was pretty cool. And, um, yeah, probably not what you want, though, when you first get drafted. No, your head would have been spinning a fair bit. Yeah. Imagine, like, just even to be sent away like that is... Um, well, it seems like a big deal. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, the worst thing about it was obviously being the, the number one pick and probably guys looking at me, you know, in probably like different ways as the others. Uh, you know, I couldn't train or I couldn't go out there and prove, like, yep. my, myself, 21. Um, and, yeah, I, I didn't play my first game until halfway through that first year. And, like, I, my body still wasn't right, though. Yep. Um, so um, didn't quite perform the way that I, I knew I could or I wanted to. Um yeah. So even though you yeah avoided a lot a lot of that external pick number one scrutiny, did you feel pressure just internally, just that because you wanted to play and show them what you could do and yeah yeah uh, definitely yes. you're a little bit behind the others given yeah. the way you started yeah definitely and um and I could just I could just feel in my body in my first year when I when I did come back and play that I just I wasn't the same as I was the year before like yeah. playing just that confidence in my body so um took me a while to get that um and then my whole, did my shoulder and then in the first year so yeah. i had the, like the last three four weeks off but then i got to do like the whole pre-season yeah going to my second year and that's when i felt like yeah, right, yeah I'm, I'm, my body's good again you're ready to go yeah yeah and then yeah then my then i did my first acl so yeah. like third game into the, my second year yeah yeah so you had a full pre-season felt really good yeah don't think i missed a session or anything and yeah i felt like i was you know, the boys were starting to um, notice me and um, were starting to get respect yep. and that. And I had a pretty good start to that year. And then, yeah, round three, that, that's, that second year, went down for, yeah, and then I was out for the whole year. Straight down the middle, Smith. He wants Patton. He's in a good spot. Oh, mark this. Can he get the crumb, though? Drag down. Spectacular tackle. It wasn't high. Will they make a decision of what's going to happen here? Had knee surgery overseas to rectify a problem that at the time they said was minor let's hope that's only minor Jonathan Patton you would think they would use their sub what do you remember of it the injury happening oh just just like pain um happened pretty quickly um and yeah like I was a long time ago now like five years ago now but yeah um yeah I don't remember too much about it yeah I suppose the pain takes over actually yeah. and then you, yeah then you're into yeah very long rehab yeah yeah, it was yeah. So the first um, first thing is just like knowing how long you'll be out for, and um, kind of made me clear though that oh, my aim was to get back for round one the next year. Yeah. Um, so obviously that whole year I was out, um, and then yeah, so pretty much did most of the preseason going into that third year. Um, yeah, and like we're starting to get really fit and starting to feel pretty good again. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And then how long till you did it the second time? Um, so. Oh, so I played the first 18, 19 games of the year. Yep. Um, didn't miss a game, and then I think it... And did you... F- we starting to feel like that's in the past. Yeah. That happened, it's yeah. over. Yeah, yeah. And then um, probably like, I think it was like maybe three games to go in the year. Um, yeah, that's when I went down the second time. He's got a decision to make here with Jetta closing on him after the umpire called play on. Up in front, Patton couldn't mark. Right there. Jonathan Patton down, down there. He flew for that marking Chief. contest. Oh, it doesn't look good. No, it looks in a lot of pain. Oh, that's Still terrible. Holding the right knee. and So just seeing Patton here now. Welshy, he did the right knee. He had the uh, right knee problem round three last year against the Saints. So same right knee today. Yeah, I would have had three more games and then would have had my first full season of AFL done. And yeah. 
Yeah, so then, like, obviously another big setback. Yeah. What was that like for you, having been through it once? Yeah, it was tough. Like, um, yeah, it was very tough. Like, just, like, the first, because you, uh, you've already been through it, you know, you know what's what's coming and how long it is and how boring it can get. Yep. Um, yeah, you don't know that first time around. Yeah, exactly. It's first time around. It's a bit of, like, a, all right, yeah, well, I'll get, you know, whatever. I'll be fine. Um, whereas this time it was a bit more, like, a bit more emotional and... Um, but then, yeah, I mean, I sort of got over it pretty quickly. I had to, I had to move on. Um, How did you do that, though? I uh, just put it into perspective. Um, you know, there's a lot worse things going on out there than, um, you know, a sore knee. So um, I kind of just thought about that. Um, and then I, um, yeah, I just, I just felt like if I was going to get back and, and play and play to my potential, then I had to, like, like smash my rehab yeah so the only way i could do that was just get over it um and, and attack my rehab which i did and, um yeah so i think that that helped me out a fair bit did you think you would like when you do your knee twice do you have questions going through your head like am i ever gonna yeah. be able to get a run at this yeah yeah you first yeah the first probably like you know a couple of days week whatever you start to have those thoughts and which, which is which is normal i think everyone goes through that even if you just do your knee the first time yeah um or any sort of big injury, um, but then yeah, like I said, I, I got over it pretty pretty quickly and um, I just moved on. Don't miss a massive members round at Spotless Stadium on Saturday, May 26, when the Giants take on the Essendon Bombers. Get your membership now to take full advantage of all the giveaways and activities on offer exclusively to Giants 2018 members. To become a member, visit membership.gwsgiants.com.au today. And if you're not a member but want to get to the game, grab your tickets from ticketmaster.com.au. How big a process going back a little bit is that proving yourself to, to your teammates? Because you're all quite, it was a pretty young list when you got up here. Yeah. You had a few older guys, obviously. But yeah, when you can't get out and train and when you are sent away and you have surgery and you come back and you've got to take things slowly, like how. How did you go about doing that? Yeah, it was yeah, it was tough. Um, I mean, because when I felt like uh, the year, my third year, when I played those eighteen games before I hit my knee the second time, I had a pretty solid solid year, and I felt like the boys, um, you know, were like, all right, yeah, he's, you know, he's he's going to be, um, yep. a really important player for us for a long time. So, um, and then yeah, it went down again, and so it's almost like, um, does that stuff come through on the field? Like, are they? Sort of are they looking to kick it to you? Do they? I don't know how to. Yeah, just just trust, just yeah. them trusting me, like um, knowing that like each week I can I'm going to rock up and play um, play my role. Um, so I felt like I was creating creating that um, a bit, and um, and yeah, then obviously like another massive setback. So then you sort of had to go back to square one. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. That's a long time ago now. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah long time. Well, did it take long to get confidence just in your yeah that your body would hold up coming back the second time? Yeah, it probably took me uh, by the time like I hurt my knee. Probably took me two years to get fully back, feeling feeling good. I remember that first year. Uh, I think I played like three games uh, the year after I hurt it the second time, and then like I just I was nowhere. I, I didn't want to jump. I didn't want to yeah. like do anything. Um, I just sort of wanted to just mark and try and kick a goal. Yeah, I wasn't trying to do too many like um, things that a key forward needs to do. Yeah. Um, How'd you get past that? Um, oh, I was just like a lot of um, repetition in terms of um, training and continuity and um, obviously like you have to train your mind a bit and overcome a few things. Um, yeah, just and then, sort of tell yourself 
to do it. Yeah, exactly. And it'll be okay. Yeah. Um, you know, you get hit a few times in some big marking contests or whatever. Yep. Land awkwardly. So they're all like little things that um, along the way which help you. But um, yeah, it took me it took me a while, and then, yeah, probably halfway through 2016, that's probably when I started to feel pretty good. Okay, did that just happen gradually, or was there a point where you yeah. sort of thought that's all gone yeah. in the past? Yeah, it was pretty gradually, um, and then I was starting to, and then I um, was starting to play some good football, and then yeah, next thing you know, you're going into games, you're not even thinking about, it, and then you're just yeah. thinking about actual football, whereas beforehand it was more yeah. thinking about getting through a game. Yeah, that must be a good feeling when yeah. you realise that's happening. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Did the game change all that much in the time that you were um, out? Yeah, a bit. Like, I mean, probably the pressure, the whole pressure game. Um, I think when I was drafted, um, key forwards were more just sort of, um, you know, offense, take a, yep. take a mark, kick goals, that sort of stuff. Um, whereas key forwards now expected to do pretty much everything. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that changed a little bit. Um, but I feel I feel like I watched a lot of football in that time as well, so I feel yep. like I kind of kept up to date with that. Um, obviously, it t- takes you a while when you're actually back out there playing to to get up to speed with it. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I watched quite a bit of football, so I was seeing what was going on. You're sort of ready for what was coming. Yeah. yeah. And how have you enjoyed that? Like the different things that you've had to do. I mean, you you've been playing rock. You've yeah. Yeah, I mean, you've um, done other stuff. Yeah, I think a few times, you know, in the past few years, I've been just sitting down back every now and then, and um, as loose man or just to play on someone if yep. a back goes down. And um, I've played ruck here and there, um, which is good because sometimes um, being up forward, it, it can get, it can be pretty hard, especially if um, you know um, the midfield's having a tough day or um, you know the pressure's on and um, you, you don't get the, the delivery that what you want. So. Um, it is sometimes good to get up around the ground, you know, just get get around the ball, um, just try and go get the ball rather than um, relying on um, other guys to to keep you the ball or to yep. to make really good decisions and good skills. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I guess you've got to change with the game, don't you? Like yep. you can step through the door as a yeah. sort of key position forward, and yeah. all sorts of things will happen. Yeah. To yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I've asked all the other guys along the way as well, just some memories from the early days of moving up here and training out at Blacktown and all over the place. What, yeah, are those good times to look back on, just those initial few months? Yeah. Moving up from, from Melbourne? Yeah, definitely. I think we all probably ex- um, explain it as a bit of like a school holiday, um, sort of like you're on camp and get up to a bit of mischief. And, um, you know, I remember our first, first few years, we saw all living around the same, pretty much we were in the same suburb. So imagine 40... 18 year olds in the same suburb yeah. you know we got up to um, quite a bit of pranking each other and that sort yeah. of stuff and um, especially being in a new city um, we didn't really know anyone so we were just always relying on each other to have fun and, and to always hang out um, yeah it was um, yeah I have a lot of fun stories from, from back in those days yeah yeah I guess that's it you sort of had to rely on each other a fair bit I yeah. guess when you don't know anybody else yeah exactly yeah. We have quite a few friends now, like outside of football, that we've made across the, the years. But in those first probably year or two, you know, you do um, pretty much everything together. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there was a lot of a lot of good times. Did you get sick of each other? Um, I'm sure there was probably incidences where, you know, you got sick of someone, but um, we were so close um, that it was just like whatever. Um, you know, you pretty much spend every day of your life um, with you know, like 40 guys, it's 
it can get full on sometimes, but yeah. um, I think that's what made us like a very tight team, yeah. which made us you know get through those tough times, those tough yeah. losses, and coming out the other end. Well, how did you go with just? And I guess you were out for yeah some big periods of time, obviously, but with I don't know reaching that point where you didn't want to lose anymore, where you're sick of the team getting belted every week. When did that kick in for you? Do you think? Um, I was probably a lot later than what everyone else was because I was obviously out, and when I was back playing, I wasn't, I wasn't actually thinking too much about winning. I was just thinking more about myself, trying to play well and establish myself again. Um, but yeah, I think everyone reached a point, um, probably in our third or fourth year. I think it was our fourth year, I reckon, when I think we finished about tenth, and we were like, all right, like. It was going. I think we were going into the 2016 season, and we we're like, all right, like we're over this. Let's. Yeah. We, like, we we're a pretty good team. Like we got some really good players here. So let's let's like try and try and make something of this, I guess. And um, you know, like those days of 100 point losses, we're out we're out the window. So um, and then we we're starting to beat some good teams. Um, and we built up quite a bit of respect around the league. So we're like, all right, well, surely this, you know, it yeah. can be our time. So that was heading to the 2016 when we made the first prelim. Yeah. Because it seems like it just happened quickly, that jump, Did, yeah. jumping from yeah, 10 to yeah. a prelim. But, yeah, there must have been all sorts of yeah stuff going on, all sorts mm. of conversations about yeah making that happen. Yeah. Well, it was just it was just like everyone probably training reached another level and obviously everyone's development reached another, a new level as well so um and the next thing you know like we're we finished top four and then we beat swans in the first final and we're in a prelim so it was like it all happened pretty quickly and um yeah i don't think we at the time in the 2016 prelim understood like how big of a moment it was because yeah. it was kind of thrown in our face somewhat so suddenly yeah yeah i think we were all like you know only 23 or 22 then so yeah we're quite young and and now you look at it and think yeah, like, exactly. Oh, that close to... I know, I know. Don't remind me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just got to get back there. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's hard, isn't it? Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. Yeah, especially um, obviously making it last year as well and same result. So um, I guess those experiences you learn a lot from and, and um, yeah, you take it on board and then hopefully it won't happen again. Yeah. What about getting used to being an AFL player initially obviously yeah you went off to Sweden week two but um when you came back and just were around the place and watching what the others were doing was it a big shift in what you had been doing yeah at Eastern yeah definitely it was um obviously you know you just going to school during the day and then training at night um whereas when you got drafted it was uh, um for me I was like you know it was it was like not that it's a job like it is a job but like you know it was like oh wow like this is full on every day and um that back in i think it was 2012 my first year um the um the cba agreement was a bit different with around the the training hours and how long you have to spend at the club so um it was pretty much every day yeah five days a week it was almost like a nine to five job hours um whereas now it's a bit different um you know there's a bit more time off now and um time for studying that sort of stuff so um it was it was took a lot to get used to just waking early early mornings training all day um most days training especially i was in rehab so it was boring training it wasn't like i was out there kicking a footy around exactly um so it took took a bit to get used to and um you look back and you you think you're working hard but you you look back and you're like oh i wasn't really didn't really know yeah Yeah. i suppose you can't know until you yeah exactly actually do it yeah did you always enjoy living up here? Like, was it a, a daunting thing for you to move away from home? Um, 
It wasn't really daunting. Like you know, like I said earlier, it was I had a while to sort of get used to the fact that I was going to be moving here. And, um, the first probably month was a bit tough, um, but like just living away from home. But um, after that, you know, the best thing about Sydney to Melbourne it's an hour flight, and yeah. um, I can go down there whenever. And parents or friends can come up here, and um, so yeah, I mean, it, it took a little bit to get used to, and. Um, but I think after the first year, um, there was no homesickness or anything like that. And yeah. I was pretty happy. And, um, Sydney's a pretty good city, so um, it's not like I got thrown into the woods in, no. in the middle of nowhere. Defend for yourself. I, I, yeah, I got, I got a pretty cool um, cool city to work with. Yeah, and you're pretty happy here, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Sydney, it's, yeah, you Sydney's like it? great. Um, yeah, it's just it's a lot different to Melbourne, obviously. it's um, In terms of being a football player here, it's yeah a lot different, so... Um, although it's starting to pick up a little bit, um, which is good. You can just go for days without hearing anything about it, it feels like, yeah. if you don't want to. Yeah, yeah, you can. Um, whereas in Melbourne, obviously, you know, people like want to talk and um, staring at you and whatnot. Um, and, you know, I'm, I don't know how they, those guys do it down there um, and do so much media as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess I'm, we're just used to the lifestyle up here of just sort of, you know, you might have people here and there coming up to you, but obviously no one near is no one near close as, to yeah. Melbourne yeah. and what do you think when you look at some of the attention that some of the number one draft picks get where yeah it feels like people are hanging off every single move that they make every kick that they get every yeah. game that they play do you look at that and think oh, thank god I avoided that or um, uh, a little bit but at the same time um, you know I think a lot of commentators uh sometimes forget that they were once AFL players too. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, unless a player's in his 10th year and he still hasn't performed, um, yeah, it can get a bit harsh. Yeah. But... Um, so what's happening to Paddy McCartan at, this, at the moment, I suppose? Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it is. And, it's you like, know, yeah, every uh, movie makes is analysed and scrutinised and yeah exactly and he's and he's gone through quite a bit um yeah with obviously his concussions and that so he's probably still getting used to finding his feet finding really his feet. yeah i think he probably hasn't even played 30 games so yeah um yeah I, I guess that's just what comes along with being a key forward and being a number one pick yeah um yeah lucky i've gotten away with it <laughs> yeah you're able to share it really yeah, weren't yeah you? yeah exactly there was there was a lot of guys taking you know obviously jezo um, was amazing from the get-go so yep. that took a, a lot of sort of pressure off me because it wasn't like I needed to go out there and kick 10 every week um, yeah. whereas they're trying to they want Paddy McCartan to go out and do that and it's just not going to happen that's not going to happen that easily yeah. is it yeah so you've had a good time in your what yep. seven years yeah seven years yeah it's gone quick um, yeah loved, loved every minute of it um, yeah it's a good city great club good people around so um, no complaints from my end. Yeah, and you feel well settled now as a as a footy player, or that there's still, given the time that you did miss, there's still yeah some growth to happen and some things that you still yeah yeah can add to your game as you go. Yeah, there's, oh, definitely a lot of growth still. Um, I'm obviously happy to like where I've gotten in terms of where I've come from. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like there's still I think I'm not sure how many games I played. I, I may I might have played 80 games, so I think. Um, you know, around the 80 game mark is when you really start to enter somewhat of your prime. Yep. So, um, yeah, there's still a lot of growth to, to, to come in me and um, looking forward to it. Yep, excellent. Thank you. No, thank you.
brings to an end the first season of the originals. Thanks for everybody's feedback on the series. Make sure you keep telling your family and friends about it, and if you haven't already, give us a ratings on iTunes. We'll be back soon with more stories from Inside the Giants.